What is happening, everybody? We're back again in another episode of the Off Track Experience. This week, I sat down with fellow racer, team manager, and also YouTube, I don't know, pioneer, I guess you'd say, Bernard Kerr. And we kind of chat about all of those three things and how he managed to balance all three at a World Cup and, and still managed to get on the podium, produce so much content, and then still ma- manage the Pivot Factory team. So it's pretty crazy he can juggle all that. But yeah, he's managed to find a way to make it work. And it's kind of cool to see someone that can play all three roles. We also talk about the changes coming up next year with ESO taking over from Red Bull and his opinions on where he thinks it should go and kind of whispers of where it is going. So we've got a yeah a few, a, few, a few good thoughts on there, but it'd be interesting to see what actually comes of all this. But I hope you guys enjoy it. I'll be trying to put out more content in the coming weeks. I've been, uh, I've been getting back into it and really enjoying it. So yeah, I'll try and keep it all coming out and I hope you guys enjoy this one with Bernard. Cheers, guys. BK, gonna occur. We're in. We're doing it. We're here. I'm here with <laughs> Before we get too heavily into like all the bad stuff, maybe we'll talk about something good to start. There's loads with. of good stuff. We'll start. With, we'll talk about something good. So you had a pretty good week last week. Yeah, last week was good. <laughs> <laughs> Almost great. Almost great. Almost. Great. It was good though. Like I know it's funny. Like you know, we talked about after the race. If you were just like, Ugh, and it's yeah. just like almost built into all of us, where it's like, you know, like it's like you always want more. Yeah, yeah, I think after the race, I was, uh, and I've got happier and happier as time's gone by. Like the next day, I was definitely almost happier with second place than at the time because yeah. obviously I was stoked. But man, point four. I know it's not, yeah, it's, like, it's, come yeah. on, Amory, give me a break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the guy's unreal, though, dude. He shoots and he hits. So fair play to him. Unreal ride. But it could have been more of a sting. I remember when Connor got second to Aaron Gwynn when he snapped his chain. Yeah, that by was like, a stinger, man. That was like less than a second, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that was 0.9 as well or something. No, no, it was like... Le- oh, like even I think it was like point a hundred. So like what's lower than oh. point 0.1? It was like less than yeah, point like one. It was like a thousand. Like, yeah, it was like a thousand. So yeah, a stinger nonetheless. Good for a stinger. <laughs> yeah. But you like... I th- Before the weekend, I was talking to Sven and he's like, who do you reckon is going to do well? And I just said, like, anyone British? Because I felt like it was yeah, kind just, of like... Yeah, it's like a mental game, this. Like, even though I have no rocks like that where I live, yeah. we do have some mud, but nothing even like that. But just in your head, you're like, oh, it's wet. Like, you know what to do. You're good at prepping your goggles. You're good at yeah, the process. washing on you know, every night, the process of it. So you get stoked, and it's slower pace. Our UK tracks are way, way slower than World Cup. So mm. as soon as it's rained, yeah, it's slower pace, more technical, which I guess is good for us, not just that it's muddy. Yeah, it's not so, flat out. Yeah, it's just not flat out, more technical riding. So, yeah. I mean, the British guys did good. Ronan, he's Irish, but similar, dude. <laughs> and he smashed it as well. So pretty cool. And even like Win Masters, dude, like 21st for him. Yeah. He's such a good like technical rider as well. And it shows you it's not just super high speed. Like it's his best result in years as well. So... Yeah, we were joking about yeah. that. Like every time it's like awkward and you've got to pedal out in like first gear in like awkward rutted corners. Yeah, it's yeah. just like wins just like the Yeah, man. he's a good rider at that. So it was there was so many cool standout results from the weekend. So Because it does take a lot of bike skill, hey, Dude. to ride that. Yeah, like confidence and bike skill, like believing in your own bike skill, I think, as well. Mm. Like then like, yeah, I've got this or yeah, definitely more bike skill than just shutting your brain off and hitting rocks. And you, do you reckon dry. that's like similar because obviously hardline's not like what we race, but that's that whole thing of like yeah, confidence. In it's yourself. confidence. A lot of it's confidence. And Hardline has loads of sketchy little rock sections as well, steep mm. little rocks into tight little bits and mm. super awkward. So I think the rocks are almost similar at Hardline to there in a weird way, mm. steeper at Hardline. Yeah. But there's some steep bits at Snowshoe as well, you know. So similar rocks and yeah, it's big jumps. Kind of similar and carry some speed. Why do you have con- like what? What makes you have that confidence? Then <laughs> what? G- I don't what know. gives you that like? 
I was confident as soon as I knew it was raining last week. I was like, right, I'm going to do good. And as soon as you think that mentally, I guess you do do good. I don't know how you do it. But hey, like, yeah, that I've I've had similar things where I've gone to a race and I'm like, for whatever reason, I'm like, I'm going to get on the podium. And I've told people that like on the, my team. Yeah. And I remember like, you ride differently. Yeah, like, 100%. You ride above Dude. yourself because you like, it's like... You can't really fake it. You've got to actually... You You've got to believe it. And like, yeah, you can't... Like, I don't know. I knew I was like, shit, I hope like I want to win time practice, but like, do I want to win? And like thinking, yeah. do I want to win time practice must mean you know you're going quick. Yeah. And same with quality. I was like, right, I kind of want to win quality today. And I don't always think I'm going to win qualifying, yeah. you know? And then I was kind of happy. I was a bit gutted, but I was like, right, 0.9 back is good because I'm on pace, but well, at least I didn't win. At least I'm not last down tomorrow. But at the same time, you kind of when you know Sometimes you're riding you good, you're kind of mad, dude. You're like, I know I could have been first in quarter. Yeah. Point nine back. Why did I not yeah. win? But yeah, some, you can't always think that and you can't, you're right, you can't fake it. So, And do you find like when it's like this, I think it's a big difference between you know you can do well and you know you can win. Like I think that difference between like knowing you can actually win a race, it's like you find an extra gear. Somehow, yeah, it's some, weird. Yeah, because I've never really had it at a World Cup before and I have it at Hardline, but... Yeah, I didn't know. I just had it, it last It changes, week. hey. Like I've been riding good all season, and I think the rain, as soon as I knew it was raining, I was like, right, I reckon I could win this week. It's going <laughs> to yeah. be so much harder than usual. And that just made me stoked, like, coming in. Mm. Like, I had a bad week setting up. I was in Monday and Morsi doing a, a photo shoot, like, two days before track walk or whatever. <laughs> and then even on race day, like, snapped my brake lever first practice run. I only got one run in. But, like, you don't really care when you're on, you're on. Yeah, so. yeah it doesn't matter. It just, like, kind of just you do, deal with water it, yeah. off the duck's back. It just, like, onto Keep the next going, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I always find that with riders that win a World Cup and then they keep winning. Yeah. But it's like they need that belief that they can win. And it's just like the win obviously gave it to them. But like you didn't win a World Cup, but you still had that same kind of confidence and belief that you yeah, could. Yeah, definitely. I think maybe because I was so close. Or even Like I say, from time practice, I got yellow slash red flagged in my practice run. Mm. And I almost won time practice. So I was like, yeah, it's kind of how I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. People are getting in my way in practice. Like when I'm catching good guys in practice, I know I'm going well. Yeah. Like... 20th play like pace 20th pace is so different to top five pace yeah if you're catching guys i remember i caught fabian burrell my first second year as a junior in practice once i was like whoa i must be going quick this week and you kind of learn you're like right i've caught bane cathro he's still a good guy but if i'm yeah. catching him in practice at a world cup yeah i'm on a different pace they're this still week. moving yeah. yeah yeah like we're going quick so yeah i don't know you just find an extra gear when you're really <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Running, i think well, i don't just know puts confidence in yeah. like the overall thing it's like if a little thing builds confidence everything builds things and another thing i said to we had someone there from pivot called lisa she's worked for the company for ages she's not come to loads of races mm. red bull came by the pits twice to like film in the day and i said if red bull come by your pits it's because you're looking good on track yeah like they don't just come by the pits to get behind the scenes stuff for no reason yeah, yeah, and yeah. all these little things help because you're like yeah red bull's here filming me do a warm-up in my pits or yeah. filming me hang out and they're only there for one reason filming you it's because they think you look good on track and they yeah. might need it for the pre-show or post-show yeah, something so yeah, yeah all these little you. things help you and give you confidence that like, okay they're here i must be going good <laughs> did the the pump up for the 16 give it <laughs> i haven't actually heard all about the 16 thing yet have you not heard about much, this but no just little whispers and stuff well i mean up so i in 2018 i had it and i got my podium at croatia yeah and like didn't think anything of it but then armory had it two weeks later at fort william and he won his first world cup and as a joke, I'm just like, ah, lucky 16. Like, it didn't just really joke, mean anything. Yeah. But then I watched it that year, and it just kept getting on the podium or top 10. Like, it was just always there. So we we kind of had a bit of a back and forth about it. <clears throat> and then, like, Angel got his first podium. Lloyd got it, had 16 last week, and he got on the podium. You had it this week, got the podium. And it's like, it just That's keeps... pretty funny. And I got 16th at Snowshoe last year. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I qualified 16th for the second race at Snowshoe last year. See, about and it. I heard Christopher Blevins won the short track with number 16 on his bike at Snowshoe last week. Yeah. So I'm kind of with you guys yeah. there. There's got to be something was, funny. Um, about it. Who's the XC guy that also races Peacock? Someone Peacock? He races like uh, Tim Pock, Peacock. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a photo of him at World Champs, I think, when he won the gold medal and he had 16 on his. And I was just like, yeah, it just kept popping up and it was just weird, but. Like you said about little things build in, and it was just yeah. funny when I saw you. I was just like, "You got that sixteen, man! Like yeah. it's a lucky number." It's good, yeah. And it's just like it's just little things that kind of like every little thing helps for sure. And mm. when we're fighting over point ones of a second, yeah. or point four, so you need all the little things. So. Yeah, yeah, it was good. No, it was <laughs> sick because you and you've said this I did like before, and I was like asked you if it was true. If you won, are you going to retire? think so you're just gonna retire on <laughs> but i don't know like, when you do good at a race like last week racing's way more fun when you do good <laughs> yeah. it's way way more fun exactly but. dude this is my 15th world cup season yeah my 15th i'm 31 so i, I mean i feel old but you're not that but you do so many seasons like mm. there's so many other cool stuff i can do especially with a youtube channel and instagram and i still want to run the team no matter what mm. but yeah I, I could only see a couple more seasons maybe like I don't know if I won the rainbows, I'd probably race next year just so I could just, do just some flex with them. Yeah. yeah, just flex just the rainbows <laughs> a bit. That's the next goal. So. Do you do you find as well? Because like you said, like you do the YouTube and you do this other stuff. It's like back when you started, it was just racing. Yeah. Like if you didn't race, you didn't have you a career. You could make a career, yeah. But now it's like you can still. It's not like you're gonna stop riding bikes, but you can. Dude, I could so go to Hawaii this weekend and make a video. I could go somewhere else and show cool mm. things. I could go to the middle of india and teach kids how to ride a bike and make a video from it like i'm so lucky i could make a cool yeah but thing you say that. you say lucky but you create like yeah you, you, you build, create, you build yeah. that brand but we're lucky now that we've got the opportunity yeah. to go and do cool things and not just race like racing is amazing but when you grow up it's like the be on end all all you can do is race your career has to be racing and now mm. you can be a youtuber you can be instagram you can run a race team you can do all of it and mm. maybe help and learn and have other experiences so yeah, I'm not going to retire yet, but it's not miles away in the future. But yeah, if you won, you just be like, yeah. you're not going to mic drop, you're going to finish the season and then... I think you're just going to mic drop the season, yeah. Or you're just, just done, just... No, yeah, like I would finish the season. Finish the season and then just out. Yeah, you're probably out. out. Or like, I would announce my retirement, like even if it wasn't that season, I'd be like, right, next year's my last year. Yeah, or yeah, like, you announce it there. Yeah, I'm going to announce it when I win. <laughs> I'll make a decision. <laughs> it's done. Do you, how did, like with the YouTube and stuff, did, how did that start off? Did you... Did it started here as a joke. It started in St. Anne at World Champs. In 2019? Yeah, three years ago, right here. Like me making fun of vloggers. I didn't really like vloggers. <laughs> so I said, I'm going to do lifestyle documentaries instead of vlogs, which is <laughs> what LSD is. And I just filmed Walker making breakfast, Eddie taking out the trash and just a yeah. joke. And I think the first one got like 3,000 views. So I just filmed one a day. And, and I've never changed it really. Like they're super easy because I just film whatever we're doing, put it up. I, we don't change our day. Yeah. And that's kind of the end of it. Yeah, because so you've kind of just like morphed it into your daily nor- routine, normal yeah, life. Yeah. yeah, just film whatever, put it up. I've got one from track walk today uploading downstairs. So yeah. normally I would like more if the time zone wasn't so different. I didn't care about views now, like just to keep filming a day, film a bit of this, film a bit of whatever. Yeah. But yeah, just kind of film what we do. But honestly, it's just what and we I do. And I think that's the thing, like people seem to like, like they want that. Like they want their real They don't want to see polish. They want to see literally what we yeah. do today. Like, oh this went wrong today or hey i'm literally putting my shoes on now or oh the truck got a flat tire or i was trying to take the bin out of the bag rip like that happens to everyone like it's kind of funny when it's happening to like world cup races as well i guess maybe yeah i think it's because then they can relate more to you on like a human level not just like you're crazy us having a laugh with amory or him getting annoyed at me or yeah whatever it is or like last week was awesome to take everyone out on the podium 
Most yeah. people will never see what it feels like to be at a World Cup podium, and it was so easy for me to just let my GoPro record the whole thing. Yeah. On my helmet on the on the podium, so yeah, hopefully so people like that, which is pretty cool. Yeah, something like that, and yeah, because I guess do you reckon it's a weird thing with like social media how it's like, I guess like the more effort that gets put into it actually doesn't mean more views or more hundred percent more yeah, like you can return try and polish it or get a red camera to film something mm. or do whatever, but. Yeah, sometimes people literally want to see you take out the bin. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like super basic, not polished, or me put on my shoes for two Because you just use know. GoPro mainly to shoot all your vlogs. 98% of it, yeah. yeah. We use a dad cam sometimes as well, but otherwise just hold it. And I normally record and stop and I cut minimal. Normally I put 95% of You just of drop the, it all in, the yeah. Footage in, so people see what we've been up to, even if I mess it up or I drop the camera, it stays in. Yeah. Like, why not? Like, what does it matter? Everyone drops a camera. And you feel, do you feel like it affects you in any way with your racing now? It's just like, I think at the start, maybe I tried to think about it too much and I talked too much in practice runs. I'd be like, Oh guys, oh, I've messed up the left yeah. or I've messed up the right. And now I'm like trying to concentrate more on the riding, but it's just learning and evolving. But otherwise mm. not at all. I, I watch it back in the evenings a lot. So mm. I like dump all the footage in and I'll watch the practice runs back. And I'll be like, oh, I did a left line then or a right line mm. then. And I'll compare. Maybe it hurts me when Troy Brosnan's watching them every morning at breakfast and he's getting to watch the lines too. <laughs> a few people doing that. But whatever, we're all friends, so. Yeah. I don't know. But overall, I think it's cool. I think it's cool as well. But I like one of the things is Jack was doing it as well. Like he's gone pretty heavily into it. With like yeah, he's killing Moi, it. Moi TV. Yeah. But like when I was with him, like I see like the effort that actually go. Like I don't know how he won that Enduro overall and also grew his vlog channel like killed it that, that year with that both, much because yeah. i remember seeing dude and he would like go out doing training laps filming all of it get home start editing finish editing go to bed yeah and it's it pretty gnarly like sometimes and like when youtube went upload and you've got to make the thumbnail and then quickly write a description mm. there is half an hour work maybe but i think half an hour really a day so mm. it's a little bit but you're like passionate about it jack loves it he does a good job the fans get engaged with him yeah it's pretty sick so you do see the engagement is way different because it's like I've noticed now like I kind of don't even want to post photos on Instagram anymore because no one no, cares, no one cares. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like you're either doing reels or videos and like that gives people more of an like yeah. engagement with you than just a photo which is like it's just the time it's yeah and I think YouTube's a whole other level because people see you do everything and they feel mm. like they're there with you well they so. sit down and watch it where yeah. I feel like when you're on your phone you're scrolling it's you're like kind of cruising by yeah yeah you forget People see what you had for breakfast, what mm. happened when you snapped your laces, whatever. So, so how many followers do you have on YouTube now? I'm 89,000. I should hit 90,000 this week. <laughs> <laughs> so that's 90,000 what? Three years, really, realistically. It's oh. literally three years to this this week almost, mm. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I say, like for anyone listening, it'd be easier to build off a massive following from Instagram to kind of transfer. Ish, over. but I literally, I probably only posted maybe 10, 15 videos ever off Instagram. Really? I definitely helped me in the start, like my first 3,000 subscribers or whatever, straight from Instagram. Yeah. Just but since then, I really don't bother too much. Like, like we said with the effort, then you've got to create a quick Insta story, then you've got to put a link in it. I yeah. Do See, that's I what I, get, I start to get to that point, and I'm like, man, this it's is... It's too much effort, dude. I don't care. Hopefully, people like it. They want to go there. If they do, they do. If they don't, mm. whatever. But yeah, it's taken it's taken a bit. COVID year definitely helped me and everyone because yeah. everyone's stuck at home, so... Yeah, really. You've got a few subscribers and views there, but it's slowed down a lot since then. <laughs> and you said before you didn't like vloggers. Why didn't you like vloggers? It's just like I the just whole. It was lame or something. Just maybe the... I was jealous. <laughs> I don't know if I was jealous or I thought the first time you film yourself going, "Hey guys," you feel like such a loser. But I think as soon as you get over the fact that you're not cool, if you believe in yourself that you're cool, mm. I don't know. As soon as you think you're cool, you're not cool anyway. 
Just, mm. You just be like, hey, I'm not cool. I'm talking to a camera. Like Greg's trying to make fun of me and other people for it. Yeah. Like Manar, I'm like, well, I'll just film you, mate. You can make me some money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you can't really make fun of someone for it. And I get embarrassed some days when I'm talking to the camera, but I don't know. Yeah, I filmed one ages ago in my house, two years before I started or a year or two. Yeah. Watched it back. And I was like, I'm not putting that online, dude. That's terrible. Yeah. And then when I was like, you know what? Who cares? I'm just going to film. And I tried to, I guess, originally I didn't film myself, like my face a lot at all. I just filmed mm. what was going on around me in the world. So that was like an easier way in. But yeah, I think once you drop that, like kind of, I don't know, you, it's a weird one. It's like, you just don't care. Yeah, you, you have to not care. You, you stop just caring. stop caring that you think you're cool the whole time. Like you're not cool. You're just a person. Same yeah. as anyone like, just it, do whatever, man. And <laughs> it is funny when you're doing it and then you do film someone else. They're normally like, uh, what? well, either that or like they want to be, like they're not, not thinking, oh, you're a loser, like something. Oh, yeah, because like, you're filming them. Yeah, 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 and they're yeah. Like, oh, and then they kind of like, yeah, get into character. It's just if you're filming yourself, you feel a bit like self conscious. Yeah. Or you're like, walking to an airport, so guys, today. And like, yeah, I get what you mean. All people thinking, like, what is this guy up to? Who does he think he is? But do you want to put like a film on, or do you Because that's the thing, it's like if you put someone on, then it's their kind of thing, and you kind of lose control about how you want to yeah, be seen. Yeah, not really. Way. I just want to, I don't want it to be this polished, great product. Pro- mm. Product? Is that yeah, what I'm trying to say? Yeah, product. Yeah. I just want it to be how it is. Just, I want it to be a lifestyle documentary. <laughs> it's what we're up to today. And I like so it. It's better than a vlog. Isn't yeah, it? so much better. <laughs> and you can just like, this is what we're up to. And sometimes I'll notice myself trying to just put good bits and I'm like, no, just put it all in, man. Like, it doesn't matter. So yeah. I want to keep that. And then people have got low expectations, I hope. It's, it's never been great. It's never going to be great. It's just, it is what it is. But yeah, it's like, a day in the life. Yeah, true. Because I, like, I've, I've kind of, stuck my toes in the pool to try and get into it yeah and then i like i think i try and make it too good like yeah, i actually try and put effort into don't it need to yeah but then it kills it because then it's like i don't want to put that much effort into it so then you don't do it and then you can't be bothered and it's like yeah. a vicious circle yeah yeah i just said anyone wants to do it just do do your style some people are super slow-mo super high and super polished mm. if that's your thing and that's what you like do it go for it if you're just kind of cruising cruise well, that's the whole reason i got this camera because i started like yeah i'll do vlog stuff and then i had like my phone and then that went to like a better camera and then yeah. you get a better camera and then you're like it's just too hard now. It's just too much. Yeah, whereas obviously you really like this and we got the sick mic thing. Camera, you guys <laughs> well, it works well on. for this as well and this is easy to me because like... Yeah, you got your own studio now. <laughs> this. this is crazy, man. I'm yeah, impressed. I, I spent so much money on that painting, man. <laughs> Dude, like, that yeah. is some nice art. Yeah, that's like 100K idea. right there. Jeez, respect. Yeah. It's going well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, learned, uh, I've learned a few things along the way. That's but, sick. Um, so you think, yeah, you're going to be done with the whole racing thing in a few years, but you're going to still just be involved. In yeah, I love, I love mountain biking so much. I've grown to love the race aspect and the, the events more and more as we've got older and come back from COVID. Like, dude, it's so good. I want to stand in a line and wait for a beer. I want to stand and wait yeah. for the toilet. Like, who cares? We're not in a rush to go anywhere. Just mm. enjoy it, man. And enjoy hanging out with your friends, doing things like this. Me and Emily last night just pedaled up the road for half an hour and back. It's so nice. We're in like a sunny place in Canada, pedaling mountain bikes down the road and getting paid to do it. So. Yeah. I think it's sick, And the dude. fans as well. Like, dude, America was like... It was unreal last week in America. Yeah, shout out to all the USA fans. You guys were <laughs> awesome. It doesn't feel real, does it? It doesn't. It doesn't How's everyone just stoked on mountain bikes and like <laughs> a, a common passion of like riding something through the woods on a forest with two wheels? Like, yeah. how is it that cool and that much stoke comes out of it and good, I think. It's yeah, so, people. so rad to be around, like, the vibe and the people. So, mm. no, I definitely want to stay around racing 100%. want to keep running the team and with Eddie and everyone on the Enduro as well as downhill. So, yeah. But racing, I could do but some But you still cool do a stuff. few, though, like, would you like hardline Maybe still? do, like, hardline or something. Or Crankworks, maybe? 
maybe crack rocks but dude training i would want to do good if you go like yeah, if you don't so, do good yeah. it sucks and then training takes so much time and sacrifice like mm. i could be riding moto every day or i could be going to hawaii or i could go to cornwall surfing mm. or train six days a week for mountain bike racing it which is like rad really when you want to go to hawaii good. i really <laughs> i do really really want to go to hawaii i've, I've never hawaii been like three times i know now. all right so if anyone in hawaii wants to hook me up <laughs> get me out there i really really want to go and i've never had time yeah, because so, I'm busier than people think. I do do some work, and yeah. all mountain bikers do. Everyone thinks we live this dream life, which we do, and then we're just like floating around riding bikes. But we all do a lot of things mm. and a lot of training and photo shoots and things. So, well, do you feel like your brain doesn't shut off? Like with people that work a normal job, it's like, all right, I'm going on holidays, and then like you're on holidays. Whereas yeah. us, it's like we're going on holidays, but you still think about like nutrition, training. We care too much. Yeah, yeah it's like Dude, your brain doesn't turn yeah. off. Like we're almost uncool because we care so much about being good or whatever it is. It's mm. a good thing that makes us good at what we do, but yeah you care so much or i've got to like get an email out to this person or order this so mm. eddie can do his photo shoot next week or whatever yeah no you don't turn off but because i feel like for you to race run the team and also put out a lot that as much content as you do like that is like quite you're quite spread quite yeah it's quite spread i know i kind of worry sometimes i'm spread too thin i'm doing like a mediocre job at each one mm. and i guess i have been for racing for a while we're finally coming good <laughs> <laughs> just before we check out yeah just before. it's taken me 15 years to get here but <laughs> Yeah, yeah you've you been, and you've yourself. been with Pivot pretty much that whole time as well. Yeah, I like started on my own thing, did this milliard thing. I was on Norco for one season, and then I've been with Pivot since the beginning of 2010. Yeah, so it's like 13 years on Pivot now, I think. Yeah, so a long time. So you got a good relationship, obviously. Really good one, yeah. Hopefully, just trying to work out another deal. Hopefully, for another few years. So yeah. that should be pretty cool. And then check out be team manager, dude. I'm just checking out, I'm chilling. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, run a sick team with some awesome younger riders and give people more opportunity and. Hopefully, pass on the knowledge I've learned through yeah. racing and a lot of mistakes yeah. <laughs> along the way, but some good lessons. Because it is cool. Even now at the World Cups, like you see like Cam Cole and like a heap of other ex-racers, Dude, like Flo Payette's going to be doing the same so thing. So cool. And it's like you, like you say you're retiring, but like Flo's going to keep racing Crankworks and Hardline and he's going to be at all the World Cups. So it's like it's kind of cool now that you can transition out of racing, yeah. but you don't actually leave the community at all. You no, you're 100% it. still here. You can help out and you can still be a part of someone else's win you know mm. even me doing well last week it's not me that's done well there's so many people with mm. barney the people at pivot my brother driving the car emily doing lines video like mm. everyone you need such a team behind it so you can still be a part of these results even if it's not you on the track you're now the guy helping that guy on the track get the results so mm. no it's pretty cool how it's all going i think with that and you see when teams are run smoothly like everything yeah. just Dude, works. everything's dialed like the amount of staff specializing things have with lurk and finn is unbelievable yeah and, like, people filming lines timing lines like the amount of team effort that goes into lurk or finn on that podium is yeah it must be like 10 guys per <laughs> rider it's insane yeah, you do go past the pit and you're like who are all these yeah people? there's so many people in there but and same with comments i think they've got 17 people in their house yeah. 17 yeah, like a, a few team. people to try and get on the podium you know it's yeah. pretty crazy well you look at you like surely they've seen the benefits like when the fr- we have world champs and the french have a team like a team of stuff that big and they always do well and it's just like you wonder why yeah when you've got two people timing on the track constantly when you've got the food p- prep when you got everything done everything like, dialed for them and i think that's it. i remember talking um to martin whiteley when Gwyn was on his team and like he had everything planned out sorted rocked up one went yeah. home and then when he went to intense and he started running the team like you would know about this but you've yeah. there's a lot more boxes you've got to tick and i think that was the biggest thing that he struggled with was like well I, this is my just a lot of other thoughts and things yeah you had to do. yeah not just 
turn up to the airport, yeah. you're at the white race, fly home. Yeah, yeah he's got yeah. a lot more to worry about, maybe. But that's yeah, that's what, like I don't think people can deal with it. Obviously, you can deal with it quite well. It's taken you however long to deal with it. But yeah, I think maybe I was bad until now. <laughs> I think a lot of people, yeah, they over like they put too much on their plate and then they can't concentrate on the race per se enough. Yeah, yeah. And, like dial the one good thing in. Yeah, but sometimes some, balance. Sometimes it's better though. Sometimes when you're doing team manager stuff that takes you away from bitching and complaining about something on the track yeah or even like worrying you know sometimes you might mm. be worrying about a line and now i've got to do two emails and i could spend not half an hour being like shit should i go left or right over that yeah. rock when or realistically oh, i'm struggling with that line but yeah just kind of forget about it and deal with it so yeah. got its ups and downs because even with the podcasting i did an interview with john hall and aaron piltari at yeah. leger the night before the race and they're like do you want to be doing this now? Like, you've got a race tomorrow. Like, this chills me out, man. Like, because I don't think about the race. The run over and over and over yeah. again. Yeah, dude. Because you eventually go to your room and you just go go to sleep. So, you're like, oh, I best think about <laughs> the run more if I can hold on again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, I think if you can find the thing that takes your mind off it, it's good. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that can help with that. It's pretty cool. So, besides going to Hawaii when you become team manager, what else are the, the plans seeing as, as well? We'll go, we'll go into... We've, we've talked about enough good stuff now. Now we can go into the... Now we can <laughs> the more serious <laughs> stuff. <laughs> the serious stuff. So if you d- what do you think about what's happening um, next year? And if you're... Dude, it's yeah. it's hard. We don't know enough. It's There's so many worries out there. Like, mm. so... I wish, wish, wish they could just talk to us more. Yeah. Tell the teams, the riders more. Like, we literally don't know anything yet. There's so many rumors. And I wish I knew where a lot of them came from. There's so yeah. many about this or that or... I get girlfriends angry at you where she's like, I'm fine, it's fine. It's yeah. going to be okay, it's fine. And you're yeah. like... Well, can you just tell me? Yeah. <laughs> Is it if, why, why were you just saying it's fine if it's if you don't want to tell me? Yeah, tell me what's happening. Yeah, yeah. I think there's some massive worries. Dude. I think one of the biggest ones I've got is the pay-per-view thing. If it goes to pay-per-view or whatever they want to do, I don't know if they are or... Hmm. I don't know. I've heard speculation that they're going to pay-per-view and we won't get paid, which is insane to me. Like yeah. in any other sport, if someone told you right now, hey, Dean, can you go outside and do wheelies for us i'm going to sell tickets to it you're not getting any money but i'm going to sell tickets to you doing wheelies and you've got to pay 10 bucks to park your car are you going to go outside and do wheelies for someone yeah there's no way you're going to do that so i think the disrespect from them if they think they can charge people to Mm. watch us as the riders the product yeah their literal product the disrespect they they think they can charge people to come and watch us race and risk our lives getting hurt like what we love to do but still like we're putting yeah, on still a show. dangerous yeah. we're still being dancing monkeys if they think they can expect us to do that for free while they profit off us mm. i think that is insane to me in mm. our sport and like the 21st century that a company thinks they can profit off us putting on a show and i know we get paid by our sponsors but that's beside the point it's nothing to do with it yeah so hopefully i'm wrong Hopefully they're not that crazy and they are going to compensate us for the money they're making off the back of us. Mm. And hopefully that's a thing. Because it's like you've got to look at now like the views they would get out of like us as a, us as being the product that the, is being viewed. Yeah. And like, for example, like when you do the YouTube stuff, like you see how many views you get from doing that. Exactly. And how far that goes. And I'm like, these are millions and millions of views, not, yeah. not hundreds. Yeah, I get revenue off the adverts because... Mm. You or Google sell ads for people to watch my video and then I get the money off it. It's yeah. a percentage of it and it's it's pretty easy to work out. So that's one worry. The other worry is if it is pay-per-view, do we lose loads of viewing people? Yeah. I know Supercross and Motocross, you've got to pay to view that. I do personally pay for the year fee because I think it's good. It goes back into the sport. Mm. But I bet they lose a lot of viewers off it as well. I don't think it's going to suddenly overnight have way more viewers because they're charging. Mm. And in Supercross, they do get money. I think it's $1,200 
the 40th place in a night show because the fans are paying for tickets the people are paying online to watch it so it's only fair i think people haven't realized for years at fort william that fans pay to be there to watch us and yeah. we don't get any money there yeah i know they've got to put the event on and it's got to be sustainable mm. but at the same time people are paying to come and watch us and we're just hurtling down the hill for free yeah which is kind of weird and i know red bull's kind of similar because they are selling fizzy drinks off the back of us going down the hill yeah and they're not giving us any of the money for that but it's a, it's a really hard one to judge but where do you, who do you like how far back do you think athletes should be getting paid because I was saying... I think if you're in a live feed, at least. Top 30, then. I think minimum. If you're in a live feed, especially if you're charging people, fans of our mm. sport, these amazing people that want to watch us race, if you're charging fans to watch us race, mm. then if you're a racer, you should be getting paid for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like anything. If, you, if you're a boxer, they do pay-per-view, so they get money for it. It's not like they're just going to go out there and box for free. Yeah. You know, or... I don't know, anything you'd pay to go and watch. Like, someone should be getting some... Some of the yeah, if you're charging it. them out, like they are, like you say, yeah, they you're are renting the us out. Yeah, you know we're hookers <laughs> for, for free, for free, <laughs> yeah, for, for free. And it's like I know there's another topic at the minute that I believe we get ripped off with the UCI, and then is that you have to run a GoPro camera, and I could sell that sponsorship to someone else. Yeah, but they force you to wear a GoPro. Well, this is another point I want to yeah, talk about point. because at Snowshoe they force you to use a GoPro, but then they didn't let you run a GoPro. Because yeah. there's a wa- so you have to sign a waiver to use a GoPro in practice. And yeah, we all saw, like Hutt, well, every a heap of people sign it, and they it's like. But then at the next race you go to, they're like, you haven't signed it, and that's just well, like it's, it's, they they for TV they say they can only choose a certain number of riders because there's so many cameras to go around, which is a complete lie. Because we all use because our we own. all use our own cameras. They don't give you the camera. Yeah. So I think anyone should be allowed to film it. I know there's going to be TV rights over it, but again, but you should be able to use your own camera if you want or. If you need to standardize what camera we use, mm. then we all need to be compensated for it. If you sell a deal to GoPro for $100,000, let's say, yeah. and everyone has to use your GoPro in the finals run now, if you get a certain place, you know, like first place now gets 1,000, seconds, 500, whatever it is, I'm making up the m- number, it could be $10. But forcing someone to use a brand of product and then not compensating them for it mm. is a pretty risky one because before we know it, they could say, everyone's on Dunlop tires and mm. you don't get any money for it because yeah. we need it to be standardized so we can measure the rolling speed between split five and six because yeah. we want to see whose tires rolling the quickest today yeah you know like because you're all on the same tire it's like f1 but then yeah, it's, not that cra- it's not that crazy it. yeah it's not that crazy to think like no that. it's not that crazy to say oh we want to standardize the camera okay but we need compensating mm. because there's other brands out there that are trying to sign me and even just letting us run it is another thing because you obviously yeah. you weren't al- so you got it taken off in the I got start it taken line. off literally before the start at snowshoe yeah. because someone hadn't put me on a list but why are you discriminating one rider from another mm. if we all have this camera just let us run it yeah that thing like that blows me away this with just for the fact it's like everyone loses now like you lose out on revenue from the video you lose out on exposure on the sport the snowshoe loses out for exposure like everyone loses red bull everyone everyone fans GoPro, that might yeah. have wanted to watch that back or like watch me go past them watch me get sketchy yeah. watch yeah, Snowshoe might have wanted to be like, oh, Bernard, do you mind if we use that to show how cool our World Cup was last week? Like, everyone yeah. loses out yeah. because of either laziness or greed that someone wants to control it is a Yeah, a that, weird that thing. blew me away because I was in line and Kai Hearn was behind me and they took his off him and he's like, I've got the thing. And they're like, oh, that was for qualifying, but that's not for race. And I'm like, same every, for me, time, yeah. every time I've signed something, it's for both. Yeah, it's super it's weird. It's like, and why does it change each race? Like, that's another thing. It's just like, why is, should it, like, if you've signed a thing at the start, sign it 
put all yeah. the races on we, it. We've signed done. for the safety. We're done. We're in. I don't see why it matters or why they need to control that so much. So that's another oh, weird it's, one. It's yeah, weird it's one. Uh, it's some power and money, I think. And you need to have some control over it. But I think, yeah, going too far and exploiting the riders is a bit of a concern. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like that's what's been happening for like not so bad but it kind of keeps going in this direction it's just it's going like more and more in this direction it's, it's a slippery slope yeah it's the whole thing it's like how far can we push it and then it's like you don't know until something like what's, where's breaking point and they're like alright enough but it's like if you keep pushing you keep pushing yeah they might just get away and get away that like next year we're hearing rumours again we don't know any of this Yeah, but team fees going up yeah you know we're, so we're going to pay more to turn up to these races they're going to charge it out and then we still <laughs> aren't going to yeah. get compensated as riders or teams so yeah, it's kind of a, a weird I've spot we're in not knowing as well about any of this. We don't know how many rounds we're going to have or anything yet. Mm. And we're in, what are we, we're in August now. Yeah, it's not far. You know, it's super, super scary to see, really. And I think it's funny because I feel like the whole money thing is like kind of like a taboo subject where people don't want to talk 100%. about it. 100%. Because they're like, oh, but you've got such a cool life and all this. But I'm like, it doesn't, like it doesn't. We do, but we don't want to be exploited. Yeah, exactly. You know, like yeah. if someone else is making money off the back of you, it doesn't matter how cool what you're doing is. Like, yeah. it should be fair. Yeah. what well, needs to be fair especially for like us and younger riders coming up like the pay drops off so quick from like the top guy to the guy in 40th it's mm. a way bigger deal than i think they think or anyone really realizes if you gave the guy 30th in the live show 500 dollars, you know it's a big difference to a lot of mm. people like yeah it's not crazy money in this sport so and what, what's 500 dollars? that's for like that's six or seventh in now that's what yeah you actually it's, it's insane the prize money i got 1667 dollars last week after tax for prize money, it's second in the world. So I'm not like mad at it. Hey, I'm stoked. Yeah, I've never cool, had that much prize it's, money. It's, it's but just, it's so bad for second in the world at well, any you look sport. At just even just like hard line or something. What's that? 15 grand? I think it's about 15, which it's is like, really good. Yeah, it's, yeah. Which is a lot more fair. I know the viewing's a lot bigger there, but it's way more fair and in line where it should be, I think. Yeah. That's what I said. It's like, I feel like the base should be like first is like 10 grand. Oh, minimum. minimum. It's the first in the world at like a. Or not a mainstream sport yet, but like a pretty, mm. pretty followed, well-respected sport. I think now downhill. So yeah, they're like it blew. Me. Like I remember, I got seventh one year, and with the tax, I made less money getting seventh in the world than I would winning a local club race. That's and insane. I'm just like, if they can raise the money, where's yeah. the Mercedes money gone from the World Cups or the Red Bull money or exactly. the GoPro money that's paying the sponsor at Victoria? All mm. these sponsors that are paying, mm. and then the riders are getting nothing back. Because you've you, you would have seen as well, like over the years there's more th like uh, before obviously COVID was a bit tricky and that kind of fucked with the fan base a little bit but in 2019 just even here like so many people like so, so many, many fans people there. i was like even when we went to lenza high the same again and that was like paid to be there as well and i was like mm -hmm. there is three times as many people here as there was two or three years ago 100 percent. and they're all paying tickets to be here but nothing else has changed for our benefit yeah and i'm like how is that possible like the ticket sales the online revenue yeah all of it and then we're just <laughs> okay yeah we're just <laughs> done. we'll go again yeah exactly <laughs> we're just honestly we're being clowns i think we're being absolute clowns we're being made fun of and it's embarrassing and that we're not getting respected by whoever is really promoting these races or potentially about to charge people online to watch it so yeah yeah, it's a and worrying one. How do you feel about, because obviously there's been like a bit more of a like union association, whatever you want to call it, with the riders. How do you feel with like that kind of a push to go forward? Like with, 
because I feel like that's something that we all need, but it's something we all need to kind of be on the same page. It's a really, really good thing, but we're all learning so much already because we're mm. stupid with this or we're smart with that or mm. a lot of us don't know how to do it. You know, we need to find a lawyer. We need to find how you form a union and all these things, but mm. it's amazing. We've all grouped together as writers. We've had two meetings already, maybe a third one today. And even just all of us writers getting on board, talking and trying to work together because this is what with the new ESO thing, we want a great sport as much as they mm. do. The better the sport is for them, the better it is for us. The better it is for us, the better it is for them. Mm. We want to work together. And as writers, we're trying to club together to work together to make this sport amazing and grow and have a future in it. Mm. So I think all of us doing that's awesome. And I find it really weird that the ESO aren't trying to do this with us, yeah. which is kind of funny. But... Yeah, I think it's a really good thing. We need it. We need to have some power because at the end of the day, we as the writers are the product. Yeah. Like without us, they don't have a race. I know without yeah. them, neither do we, but yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, it's got to be 50 50. Yeah. That's the thing. It's not, it's it like, can't, that's why they can't have 98% of the power over yeah. us. It needs to be a shared, yeah. like common interest to make the sport grow and be better. It can't just be a dictatorship telling us, you will go to the race on this day, you yeah. will do this, this is the new format. Yeah. And you will have less riders in your final. You know, it needs to be, guys, we're thinking about a new format. What do you think? Yeah. We believe it's going to work for TV because of this, this, this. Yeah. What do you guys think? It's like an open like? discussion. Yeah, about it kind of needs to be. Like a lot of us racers didn't get top 30 in our first year. And we don't know if they're cutting it to 30 or whatever. But there's so many rumors around mm. that it's going to less riders. And it's just mm. talk to the riders. See what we want as a sport. It's not just some dictator to come in and tell us how you're running our sport, you know? Yeah. And then just like, good luck. <laughs> yeah, good luck. I hope that works for you guys. So I think the Riders Union is a great, great step in the right direction to have more of an open discussion with hopefully ESO listening to us and us learning from them and them learning from us. Mm. Yeah, back and forth. What do you think would be the worst thing about going to the 30 Riders? Like what, what do you think is going to be the biggest? I think one of the worst things that a lot of people won't think is fans at the event. If there's 30 guys on finals day, going down the hill, practice is dead. Like Hardline's a rad event, but one of the things it struggles with is the fans only get to watch 25 riders come down on race day, you know, like twice, two practice runs and a finals run. It's not a lot of action for fans at the event. Mm. And we want fans at the event from atmosphere and even for TV. It needs to look cool, you know, and we want fans around the pits meeting the riders. Mm. And I think you would lose a bit of fan base because it'd be quite boring at the races if there's only 20 or 30 guys going down on a race day. Yeah. So that would kind of suck. Finals would be boring there. And I think new up-and-comers, the field would get a lot thinner for years to come. I think mm. in five years, you'd see a way, way thinner field than we have now mm. because it would weed out people. Maybe Ronan, that got fourth last week, you know? He would be there. It's only the third World Cup he's qualified for this year. <laughs> so, and I don't even know if the other ones, if he's qualified in the top 30, if I'm honest. I don't think he has. Yes, yeah, so He might not have qualified at those races technically, his confidence wouldn't have been where it was at if he had qualified at those races. Let's say he got a 40th qualifier, came 25th, mm. you know, and then his confidence is built. So last week he like qualified eighth or fifth and then came fourth, which is unreal. Mm. If he hadn't qualified at the race before, would his confidence be that high? No. You know, like no. it's such a weird one with like riders and fans and our sport has standout rides. Win Masters last week qualified again, I don't know, 40th, wherever he qualified, and came 21st. And he's a people's champ, dude. Like, yeah. people want to see Windmasters come down. Like, he's got a huge fan base. And that's still an unreal ride. To get 21st in the world is no small feat. Yeah. But from a 40th quality or wherever he qualified. So, I don't know. It's just how our sport is. It's not F1. You don't just have these 10 elite drivers or 20 elite drivers in 10 teams. And I think also the I thing that it. makes it good is, like, 
Ronan can do that. Like he can be the 60th plate guy. Like no one in F1 is going to be like the last plate guy and he's going to come and get on the podium. Like it just doesn't it do, really it just it doesn't, doesn't happen. happen. But in our sport, it does. It's such a fair, it's an unfair fair sport because of the yeah. weather and all these things changing. But you can all pretty much buy the same equipment. Like anyone can go after the, anyone can go into a shop and buy off the shelf what I ride. My bike yeah. is literally available to the public, which is so cool. Hmm. And then it's available to a guy that is really good from Switzerland, let's say he's sponsored by the Pivot Swiss distributor. He could have a shot at trying to get on the podium this week or at least qualifying a bit back, having the run of his life on race day and being a big story that just got 15th, you know, or yeah. whatever it is. So that is our sport of mountain biking and it's not F1. And I think we don't want to lose that. We love yeah. what we do, you know, and like how varied it is and different tracks suit different riders it's not just another tarmac f1 track we have such such varied terrain and weather so i don't know for me it would suck i've definitely never been like a consistent top 10 guy every week so mm. i've qualified even this year i had a bad one at um lord i think i qualified like 35th there or something you know yeah, so, so I you'd, be, you'd be out no and then i had i rode way better on race day i got slow flat in my finals and got 20th so i rode yeah. really like i was on a good run there but I wouldn't have been in the finals. Yeah. You know, would the rest of my year have gone on how it has if I hadn't qualified at the first race? Mm. You know, it's super, super weird. So I think hopefully they just need to listen to the riders and they will. And hopefully we have the power as riders. That if we unite together, they can't just make a change like that without us being happy about it. Because it also, I feel like it would cut down not only riders qualifying or not qualifying, but teams wanting to put riders on. Because it's like, why would you be a team that's like, this guy's probably around the 30 mark on a good day. He could get a top 10. Most of the time he won't. It's not worth the risk. Big risk. Exactly. Why are you going to invest? Or you might just give, there'll be a lot more like one year deals here and there. You're not going to mm. invest in a rider for two, three years and be like, right, he's going to be good. He's come out of junior mm. or this or that. Like we're looking at some other riders now, but. And it takes in those two years. Yeah. Like my first year in elite, I sucked. I didn't qualify to race, crashed with shit. The next year got podiums. It was 12th overall. Exactly, like it's, it's such a weird sport for that because there's so many variables in it. I just really, really think, yeah, like you say, it's a big worry for like mm. teams trying to sign riders or smaller teams dropping off the face of the earth. But yeah, they if just that's what they want, that's what they want. But I think that's a real shame because it's kind of not the sport we all signed up for, you know? Yeah. Like World Cup races still race club races at home, like you say. We race fun races. We mm. do this, we do that. We have a beer with everyone after the smallest race at home it's not f1 where you just race this world series it's a completely different thing so i think trying to make it so so elite it's gonna wreck it yeah yeah it could wreck it 100 percent. i think because i think like example that everyone like we're in snowshoe and like people are like coming into the pits and like it's just yeah. everyone it's like even it like motocross looks similar way but they seem like they go off in their trucks and it's like very much more like it's separate. a little more set back from the fans yeah whereas we're pretty involved and i think that is what makes our sport so nice and such a good mm. atmosphere at it. So we want it to be professional. We want more TV views. I mean, I want to be sponsored by Mercedes and Rolex, you know, yeah. like that would be awesome, but it's not going to happen overnight. You can't claim because your discovery overnight, you're going to get a million more views. So don't worry about the pay-per-view. We'll, we'll get you a Rolex sponsorship <laughs> next year. <laughs> yeah. It's not happening, you know, maybe yeah. in the future, but not all of a sudden. And I don't know. I feel like if they really are into the sport as much as they say they are, which I hope they are, we really haven't had enough. But mm. and if they want to invest in the sport, the riders are the sport. Invest in yeah. your riders. That is, that is your sport, and that's where the money needs to. Be and build invested. a story around your riders. Like build yeah. something into them that like to sell. Like I look at other sports and like where like 
that like the sport doesn't build them. It's like the story behind the person that's pl- like playing the sport. Like a perfect example was Conor McGregor. Like for you, like the amount of money he would have brought into the UFC, and like they didn't, people that don't even care about the UFC know about Conor McGregor, exactly. and that's because like there's a story around him, and he's so charismatic. And it's like if they put more money back in us to advertise us the yeah. product again and then that brings more viewership oh and yeah everything. like yeah if we're making more money like i want to hire a filmer you want to hire your own filmer that follows you around and you yeah. become a guy because i know an argument could be is that they want to put less people in the finals so they can create more stories because let's say ronan last week if he didn't if he did qualify it makes it hard for them because all of a sudden they've got this guy they've got no b-roll on him around the pits yeah. they've got none of this none of this no extra footage because they can't have 60 riders Mm. worth of footage backed up in the pits that week they've got to limit it but i think limiting the riders you have just for the sake of creating their own internal bigger stories is kind of a silly way to do it but it's just my opinion it's not like i'm saying it's right or wrong but i think overall yeah we need to somehow reinvest in the riders so we can create more stories or more personalities or Mm. bigger things not just them being like well if we cut the field we can film everyone in the pits so we're just going to do that <laughs> yeah but that series could be fucked in five to ten years but yeah i think <laughs> the depth of field and the riders coming through would be it would be like depleted you i know? really i really It'd be like overfishing yeah <laughs> the, I, the series i th- really think yeah five to ten years if they go that direction it's going to be like it could be really good for three four years could be yeah it could be amazing 100 percent. and then you're like all right where's the next generation of people yeah it's just not come through the first world cup i ever qualified at i qualified 66 because it used to be top 80 and i think it's a shame they got rid of 80 if i'm on it's hard now yeah. so i qualified 66 at my first one and then two weeks later at maribor i qualified 13th at my second one and without qualifying 66 there's no way i would have qualified 13th you yeah. know like the confidence i had going to the next race mm. and i was a junior at the time we had to qualify an elite so it was really hard where, but, where was that where they first qualified uh, i qualified in andorra first and then maribor i crashed in maribor and got 33rd i think but um <laughs> dude i was on plate 165 and i was following fabian burrell down and then greg when was after me or the other way around like it was insane i was in a gb jersey still oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like and that's where i'd qualified it was kind of crazy but yeah i worried what they did with the 80 to 60 still cuts out a lot of privateers that could be good in years to come mm. like i was never good out the gate i didn't have the money the funding the knowledge even mm. i think that still happens a lot now you get these riders that are gonna be great it just takes them a minute you know but if they mm. never qualify because it's 30 they're gonna be over it in a year two yeah. max and you're gonna lose some potentially really quality riders in time like mm. benoit coulange he was never a podium guy his first years it's taken him yeah he was a top 20 top 30 guy maybe mm. but still he wasn't qualifying then it's taken him years to get to podium if you had a 30th place final mm. i don't think benoit coulange would have come through yeah you know it's, it's just it's to a point it's too hard yeah it's too hard like why are they they're turning up every week they can't get on a team now they can't get paid they need to grow up and get a job well, the at team some doesn't even want to put them on either yeah. that's the thing it's like it's only the fact they don't want to do it they can't do it because there's no team that will support and they've them. got no money and no support yeah, yeah. so i think between me and him, you might have lost both of us. I think you'd have lost myself and Benoit Coulange 100%. If when we were 18, 19, it was top 30, 100%, I think we wouldn't be here in a sport right now. Mm. Which. Yeah, I'm trying to think of myself in that situation as well. And like I said, the first year I sucked. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So it's like. So hopefully, dude, it's all speculation. Hopefully, they're not this stupid and they listen to us and they're not so self centered and selfish and mm. they really take on board what we're all saying and don't just go with what their opinion is because. Because when do you it's think it, when do you think it is going to be like okay this is what's happening if they because someone said Soon. someone told me next Tuesday I think they're they're going to come out with the 
locations for the races next week i think i think next week I mean, you'd hope at the same kind of time the teams would get told something well, along the lines. At a certain point, if you're a team manager, you go, hey, i got to book shit. i got to like, book stuff. Like, dude, it'd be so nice if we could leave work sounds and stuff here this week for next year. Mm. I don't know if we're coming here next year. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, we could leave all our spare tires here that we don't use, Yeah. you know, or our spare trainers and just, or whatever it is, and get another new trainer in Europe. But we don't know if we're coming here next year. Yeah, there's no idea. Which is insane, so... I feel like we just needed to treat it with a bit more respect and, yeah. and opened up here. So I know they've got a lot on, but I think, yeah, keeping us in the dark so much is a weird power move. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird to me, man. Yeah, no. But really, really hope we uh, get some it's, light on It's this funny, thing. even like we were talking about like before with the union or association, whatever you want to call it, with the riders and everyone coming together and talking. But it's just like we don't know what to talk about because it's like we don't know what's happening. So it's almost just like we... Like yeah. these, I think we get some good points across and it would be good to like sort out a few different things. But on the whole, it's like we're kind of just waiting. We can't discuss what rule changes we want, what this, what that. All we can really discuss is getting someone in place, getting a lawyer in place and getting ready because hopefully we don't need to take action. But if we need to have a stand, we need to have a stand. You know, the riders mm. need solidarity and we need to all be on the same page. We, we love the sport. It's why we do it. It's because we love riding bikes. We love hanging out. Yeah. We love having a good time. And we... We want to put on this unreal show for people and do as good as we can in the world at going fast on a bicycle. But yeah, it'd be good to know how we're going to do that or what the rules are for the sport that we currently compete in. So yeah, when you've got no idea, it's kind of hard to plan. Super hard. So hopefully we find out soon. Hopefully, it could be for the best thing ever. If they listen to the riders and they do an amazing job of broadcasting this, Discovery Plus could be the best thing that's ever happened to us. Yeah. Like I'm not saying it's going to be bad, but... When you don't know anything and you're hearing rumors of pay-per-view and the riders not getting paid and cutting the field, pit fees going up, like small teams do. Like imagine Nico Malali, Tristan will pay 20 grand now a year to run his team that he currently pays two grand a year for. Yeah. Like it just can't that's, do that's that gone, overnight. Yeah, it's out, gone. Yeah. Nico Malali's team's gone. And he's a fan favorite. He's doing this awesome thing with his bike. Mm. And he's a real cool guy. He's a super talented rider. Like, that is what our sport is. So. Yeah, you want to lose that. They could be amazing. We're speculating all the wrong things here. But from you'd the hope rumors, so. <laughs> yeah, I really, really, really hope, hope so. we're wrong. And it's going to be Discovery Plus. We just praise them and they're the best thing ever because they could be. They really, yeah, really they could, could be. Yeah. You know, ESO could do the best job we've ever seen. But yeah. at the same time, we could get bent over and look like clowns <laughs> out there getting told to ride down the hill and not paid what they make <laughs> yeah. loads of money. Well, let's so, go through door one. Yeah. Let's, let's see what we're going to do, but hopefully uh, the future's bright I've got two more questions before you Let's well see. it's kind of the same question I was going to say before we go I just asked this but if you were going to give someone a bit of riding advice for just riding mm-hmm. and then some advice for racing like for a kid either getting into riding and then for like a kid is getting it into the same it. have fun man especially riding just have fun go out mm. in the street and do wheelies get off your TV or your laptop or whatever it is after you watch your channel yeah watch <laughs> my channel quick on YouTube but do wheelies dude like work like is this for fun for fun just go out and play Mm. with your mates don't worry too much about what other people think it's easy to say that but like see what you like as well some people love jumps ride more jumps some people love turns Mm. do that some people love creating content dude i really like instagram i enjoy Mm. trying to do a stoppy over and over and over until i get it perfect Mm. you know not even for like just the instagram of it for me trying to get better i'm like yes i did the stoppy perfect that time so find out what you like i guess just enjoy it just honestly have fun with it if you're having fun do it as many times as you can if you enjoy it do that same thing over and over whether it's the wheelie the stoppy the two turns as much as you can and you're probably going to have more fun then you'll get better as you get better you'll have more fun and it's (laughs) builds on yeah it's a self-fulfilling circle i guess 
because I heard a thing as a, I listened to a podcast with this guy talking about like um, it's kind of like training your mind for like big events and stuff and he talks about like if it's fun the result doesn't matter like if you enjoy it yeah. the result actually doesn't matter 100% yeah. but a lot of time you get caught in your own head about results and doing well and rides yeah. and everything that you don't actually enjoy it. you're so focused on the wrong thing but if you can actually just like enjoy what you're doing like every time I've done well I haven't thought about like what I'm going to get I've just kind of just it just kind of happens yeah it's like you flow into it it just works well like you're like how six this jump or how cool is that turn Dude, on the 100%, track yeah and then you ride better because you're not thinking about oh this route slippery or that shit it's like, just like how good's the rut section i'm going to do better than everyone else you know like yeah. in a cocky way to try and be confident or be confident and yeah you just do good Dude, so. when i was a kid i used to like at so many races i would literally pretend like i was sam like i'd think i'm sam hill and i'd come <laughs> in and i remember he would do like in like videos where it's like tipping point or something like that and they had like on a track i would imagine myself as like at a world cup and it was like a similar thing and yeah. i'd like channel that sam hill energy and i would ride better because i would like convince think you am i used to do that with stevie and <laughs> stevie smith steve Pete. even brendan had this real cool style where he'd like leave the front up of drops and I'd yeah. be like, right, i'm gonna do that because then you have to brake later so it's gonna be quicker because yeah. <laughs> my front was in the air longer so dude 100 percent, yeah yeah, emulate your favorite rider. That's a cool thing to do as well. It's really, dude, we all did it growing up. Yeah. So, super, super fun thing to do, I guess. Yeah, if you can channel that. I think it's cool that, like, especially you saying that, because the, the amount of kids that would be out there being like, I want to ride. Because you have good style. Will <laughs> you do have good. Like, the amount of kids out there, like, they'd be like, fuck, I want to ride like that. And then to them here, you'd be like, oh, I want to ride like someone else. It's like, yeah, it's dude, a, all of us. Like, I, used to, I saw Stevie scrub this one thing. And, the little drop after the deer gate and falling when you scrubbed yeah. off this like shaley rocky drop and i was like i just want to do that <laughs> one day, dude i want to be stevie smith that's so <laughs> cool and then brendan did the front wheel up thing and steve pete always used to sit back in the turns and just break so good and i was like right i'm buying hope breaks because steve <laughs> pete's got them and i'm gonna break better and turn better so yeah yeah watch some people do stuff as well you actually forget like i forget the influence i think we have on people because of like i remember like the influence they dude, had on us and then 100%. it's like i think like I look at all the races now as just buddies. Like I don't like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I want to, they like, they ride really sick, but you kind of forget the fact that like, 100%. oh, you're actually the best riders in the world and people like idolize you. Yeah. It's, a, it's definitely a funny one. Like all of them, even like I watch some of the girls and then I'm like, geez, Cammy did that so good. I need to cover Cammy like yeah. on that little line she did or whatever. Like she like set up left for that. Like, yeah, yeah it's so funny because you forget it's just your mate and then you're like, shit, Cammy did that real good. Maybe I'm going to copy her in an hour. <laughs> like these little things. So yeah, it's a funny one. And you're like, oh shit, they are the best in the world. Yeah, for they are really, really good at that. Yeah, <laughs> sick. All right. Anything else you want to say before we go out? No. Thanks, sports fans. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> really appreciate it. Like, share, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Bernard Kerr. <laughs> share this podcast of Dean's. Thanks for having me on. I feel like we've done a good job, hopefully. Hopefully it's interesting. It's people um, like it. Yeah, we t I talked a lot, so sorry if it's boring. No, it's good. It's easy for me. I just need to sit back uh, and enjoy Hopefully it. our sport is going to get better and better and yeah. not worse and worse, but... It's a scary time for us right now. Yeah, it is. It it's just, yeah, unnerving, not being told anything and kept in the dark. Bit of a weird, weird flex by some people, but <laughs> hopefully it's going to be the greatest thing hopefully ever. Hopefully we'll know soon and then we can Hopefully this is going to be the best news we all ever get for you sports fans at home, for us riders, for the teams. Hopefully everything just makes it Yeah, we'll sit down here next year. If we come here next year, we'll sit down and we'll go, oh, yeah. we were wrong. Yeah, hopefully we're here next year. 100% let's do it. We'll commit to it now. We're yeah. here next year saying how... Not even wrong we were. Not how, wrong, like, like... We weren't optimistic enough because it's the best series ever. We're all making so much money. The <laughs> fan engagement's amazing. Like, the yeah. online viewer experience is way better. Yeah. Which would be cool, but... 
I guess we don't know because we've been told anything. Yeah. So when we do, we'll come and sit down and do it yeah. again. But peace out, sports fans. Thanks a lot. See. See, See ya, mate. <laughs>